You're listening to the Della Darling Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Dara. We're taking Dara's love of telling people's stories, Emily's love of attending events, and our mutual love of the first date, and highlighting the best people to meet, places to go, and things to do that Delaware has to offer. Hello everyone, I'm here at Della Darling headquarters. Dara, of course, has joined me and our intern Nutmeg is back in the studio after last episode's hiatus. Yes, last time she was gone reporting on the snowstorm that we had. And then today, um, it's calmed down now, but we had a bit of a windstorm. Yes, it was quite gusty. Um, And you know, I last night was hearing the gusts as I was going to bed and I thought, oh, nutmeg get in bed with me and we will we'll snuggle and it will be nice and she wanted no part of that because she really wanted the treat she gets when she goes in her crate at night well i'm just glad that she's here because i was reading uh, delaware online covered the weather of course and i saw that we were supposed to get winds as high as 45 to 60 miles per hour and earlier in the month uh like a similar situation happened in ohio where they issued a small dog warning Suggest like suggesting you should hold on to your dog in case it blows away. Well, the good news is that Nutmeg wears a medium-sized dog sweater. Okay. So I guess I don't need to worry about this, but many of her friends are small dogs. So we'll have to be thinking of them the next time it gusts. Well, I'm glad that we're all here and we're once again enjoying a little cocktail hour. Yes, um, it's actually really great. This one was a joint effort, I'm pleased to say. Um, because we both are contributing um, to our to our happy hour, I guess I should call it. Um, so I actually stopped by Swig over in Independence Mall. I had not been there since they reopened in their new location. And by new location, they moved from one part of the shopping center to another. So no fear. It's still very conveniently located. Um, it's just a larger space, and it's really nice. As soon as you walk in, obviously they have a ton of wine, which is great. Um, but they have two walls that are labeled whites under $16 and reds under $16, which we are, we are Della Darlings on a budget. So mm-hmm. we appreciated that we can sort of narrow down really well-chosen curated wines at a good price. Of course, they have a lot more, um, they have more expensive wines as well, but I like, you know, that I can sort of go to my budget section. As soon as you come in, you know there's something for you. Exactly. Um, so I spent some time browsing today and ended up with this, um, and I'm going to apologize in advance because this is an Austrian wine and... My English is okay, my Spanish is not very good, and everything else is awful. So um, this is a Pannonica red blend, and it is made from three different grapes, or three, yeah, three different grapes, I guess, Um, and it was made in 2014, so I don't know. It's a good year. I think most years are a good wine year. That's not true, but I appreciate most wines. So this is a Blaufrankisch, Zweigelt, and Pinot Noir wine. I will admit I've really only heard of one of those wines before. Me too, but you know what? I'm enjoying this one. It's a nice red blend, and um, you said you were picking up a red blend, so on my way over, I stopped at Jansen's to get a piece of Manchego cheese, which I heard, I read the labels as well, that it would pair well with red wine, but also I just really love going to Jansen's um, for cheese shopping. Uh, But they might have a little bit of competition for me if certain food stories pan out. 
This is true. Um, but I just want to say Jansen's has a great cheese selection. And we know this because Jill Biden has also been spotted buying cheese by at Jansen's. Me. By Dara. By Dara me. spotted her. I mean, I think other people have spotted her too. But there was one time when we were in the cheese line together. I believe she was buying American cheese. She was. Yeah. Very on brand. It was. I think it was, you know, four sandwiches for the grandchildren. That was our guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we do have some other great food stories. Um, and, you know, you guys, it's exciting when we can keep you, like, up to date, up to the minute. So, D, who is going to be Jansen's competition? Okay, so for me, it's going to be Wegmans because there's a possibility that Wegmans is coming to Delaware as part of um, renov renovation, redevelopment, redevelopment of um, uh, the Brandywine Plaza area. Yes, yeah, so uh, Barley Mill Plaza, which... We're talking about we're talking about Joe Biden. He lives right there, you know. So conveniently located. I don't know. Are the Bidens going to be Jansen's um, loyal, or are they going to test out Wegmans if it does happen? I, I know. I'll be honest with you. I do already go to the Wegmans that's up in Glen Mills, and mm -hmm. so I will appreciate it's in Pennsylvania, but it's close, you guys. I mean, um, but I'm excited for it if it were to come to the Wilmington area because it would be much more convenient and it's conveniently located on the way home from my parents' house. So that would, yes, that would really do it. It can be tough to find a grocery store that you can just swing in and swing out of in Delaware. It's true. Um, I, between my parents' house and here, unfortunately with sort of the best route via back roads, mm -hmm. there, there is no convenient grocery. Mm -hmm. So, um, I have to sort of plan a little better. Uh, but I don't think that's going to be coming really in the in the too terribly near future. Although we do have some developments on the restaurant scene, we do. Sooner. We do. So a couple of updates. Um, everybody knows Scratch Magoo's and Old Banks actually closed. Um, I don't know that anyone is mourning the Scratch Magoo's loss as much as I am. Two fifty Taco Tuesdays. Two fifty Yinglings. You got five dollar five dollar cheese steaks and fries. I mean, you guys, they had the best happy hours and food specials. So I'm upset. Um, but we do have a new taco and tequila bar named Bar Roja that is opening in the Scratch Magoo's storefront. And I don't think we have any official news on Old Banks yet. But I have heard like a craft pizza bar. You were saying when we, we talked about this earlier over text um, about like what you really like to see in the area. I think you maybe said like you were looking for a Thai place or an Indian place. I would. Place. Oh my gosh, I would love an Indian place. I just feel like we already have Añejo right on that block, so we have sort of the tacos and tequila covered. Um, everyone who follows us on Instagram knows that for National Margarita Day on Friday, I went over to Añejo, had myself some empanadas, some margaritas. Okay. I had a good time. Um, and so I just wish like we were bringing in sort of another food genre mm -hmm. to that area because obviously we have, um, we have the taco and tequila bar in Añejo. We have seafood now. We have Kid Chalines. Um, we have Rooney's. We have Kate's. Or, not Kate's. We have Rooney's. We have Loho. So we have a lot of options. I just would love to get something that's like a little different in mm -hmm. that, in that space. Um, but other, other food news, I heard and saw photos that Guy Fieri was actually here in Wilmington this afternoon. This, you, you saw, saw the news before I did. You broke it to me. Um, and this was sort of surprising to me because I didn't, I mean, of course, like why would Guy Fieri's show ever end? 
But right. I didn't know he was still doing this. I'm glad that he is, though. Well, a couple of things. He's still doing it. He's still doing diners, drive-ins, and dives, which I'm excited for. Um, my dad watches sometimes. He does... He, he has a couple of shows, Classic Chasing Classic Cars is one, and then Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives is another. He likes to have them on while he's in and out of the house and garage working on the cars. Okay. So that's most of my familiarity with it. Um, but Guy was actually spotted at... Um, in Little Italy. Down in Little Italy. He went to Mrs. Rubino's, which I love. Grew up going there. I actually ran and grabbed takeout a couple weeks ago. My dad had watched Nutmeg. Um, so actually, this was right after we last talked to our listeners. Um, because Nutmeg was still out reporting. I had to go pick her up, so I took some pasta <laughs> for dinner. And then the other place was Luigi Vitrone's Pastabilities, which I've never actually been to. So I guess that's a good thing that Guy Fieri is still on the air, because um, you included this little note for us uh, that he's never been to Delaware before. He has. So he's been to over 450 restaurants across the world for his TV show, but has never come to our fair state. Well, Guy Fieri isn't the only recent visitor we've had in Wilmington. That is true. Um, our listeners know I live right near the Brandywine Zoo. I love to visit. Um, and, and they actually have a, a new tenant who's living there until he can be moved to a more permanent home. And by tenant, you mean an alligator. I do. I do. And, you know, when you're in Florida, you just expect alligators to be found in your backyard or coming up the drain of your bathtub. But when you're in Delaware, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know who expects these things to happen where, um, but I did, I saw the news article that there was a raid in um, February in Coatesville, Pennsylvania, and the cops discovered a two foot long juvenile, I don't know what makes it, it's a teenage alligator, um, American alligator, uh, living in the kitchen of the home, which I guess makes sense if it's not in your bathtub, it would be in your kitchen, right? I mean, if you could only choose one room in a house to live in. I think it would be the kitchen. Well, for now, the alligator is going to be living at the Brandy Zoo until it can be safely moved to a warmer climate. Well, I think that's great. Um, and, you know, I, I love when we get these sort of zany news stories where you just don't quite know where it's going to take a turn. And we had another one of these recently. Um, there has been a man in Pike Creek going around gas stations, offering people meat from the trunk of his car. I love this story. In exchange for, for gas. And when I first read this headline, I thought, oh, oh, he's going to give you meat that he stole. Okay. All right. I understand. And then you're going to give him money for gas. But really, it's for whatever he's going to spend it on. But no, he really wants people to actually, like, they will pay the machine for gas. Mm -hmm. So it really is a meat for gas exchange. Yeah, he's been around Pike Creek and then... I, I guess he's I been, down near Kirkwood Highway maybe, as yeah, well. Yeah, that way too. Um, I enjoyed the story about the man who did, I guess, exchange with the meat man and then like brought the meat home and it's like mom won't let him cook it. I know. Well, I'd be worried it's contaminated as well, but also like I, I like good meat. I, I don't, yeah, I don't think you should necessarily eat the meat from, the, that you buy from the man at the gas station. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to buy meat from the back of a truck at the gas station. So I don't think I need to worry about the contaminated meat. But I love this story. I love that um, we're having a hard time identifying and finding the meat man. Yes, and that their readers of the news journal are encouraged to get in touch and share their meat man stories. Yes, and they do have some photos of the meat man. So if you have a story or if you know who he is, contact the news journal because they're looking. Yeah, we'll share the link to this story because it's one that I don't think that we can do justice just talking about it. It's true. 
Um, but then also speaking of Delaware um, and visitors, we have a couple artists that are coming soon, which, I mean, this is totally different from like Guy Fieri, Alligators, Meat Man, but it was exciting. This is a little less zany, a little more cultural. Yeah, so um, there are two stories out of Delaware Theater Company. Um, one for a show that's coming up this October and November featuring Harry Hamlin and Stephanie Powers. Um, Stephanie Powers, I will admit, I know that she was on Heart to Heart, um, the television show from back in the day. But I, I don't know her as well, but I do know Harry Hamlin because I watched Veronica Mars. So you watched Veronica Mars. So this is interesting because I have no idea who Stephanie Powers is. And I do know who Harry Hamlin is. I did not know he was on Veronica Mars. However, oh, yeah. I know he was on Mad Men. I did not I watch did not it. Know that. He was on Mad Men. Apparently, he only had a guest. Like, he was there for an arc. But I, I know about this because he is married to Lisa Rinna of mm-hmm. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And she calls him Harry Hamlin by his full name all the time. Every time she speaks of him. I'm going to blow your mind because Lisa Rinna is also on Veronica Mars. I had no idea, and maybe I need to actually attempt to watch that series. Okay. But then there are also a couple um, actors coming in May and June to the Dollar Theatre Company, who I think we are both familiar with on equal terms. And it's in a show called Middletown, but I don't think it's actually about Middletown, Delaware. No, I was very, very confused when I first saw this story because I assumed, oh, and I, I'm not sure, it's a musical, is that correct? I don't know. It may be a musical, but also it may not. But I was thinking, oh my goodness, someone has written a musical about Middletown, Delaware. And I thought Jen Ferris, who we had on the episode on the podcast back in October, mm-hmm. I thought, oh my gosh, Jen needs to know about this because she's recently moved to Middletown. She loves music, musical theater, that whole deal. And I wanted to tell her. And, and then I realized it was not about Middletown, Delaware. No, I think it's about um, two couples. And they're they're in their older years. Yes. Um, and I think it's about their zany antics and adventures. I hope so. We should maybe try to see it. Um, because it's going to include Sally Struthers. and the, Who is famous for a lot of things. But in our world, she's famous for the Gilmore Girls. She played yes. Babette. She played Babette. And then I think I know... For some reason, I always think of you when I think of Grease. It is one of my favorite films. It's in the okay. top two. Okay. It's number two, so I then, guess I should say. Okay, that's, I mean, that's really high. I, it is, it is. I have, like, five that, like, battle it out for the number one spot. After number one and two, I don't know, but okay. they have been number one and two since I was about 12, so I feel like it's pretty set in stone at this point. So how do you feel about Frenchie in Greece? I think she's great. Um, you know, it's very interesting because I often say that Greece is really a very terrible musical. It's not a very good show. The music is okay um but but one it was on my orange theory coaches playlist this morning there was a song and it was great um and and two it's really the casting that made the movie right it wasn't really the show and the story that made the movie so i think the casting was great so i'd be excited to see frenchie in something yeah she's coming to delaware to perform in middletown oh well that is just two amazing stars, I guess. I'm excited to see here in Delaware. Coming up is something that we're looking forward to that relates to all of these actors and actresses coming to Delaware. I don't know if we should tease it now or wait until the end of the episode. Let's tease it now um, because, you know, our birthdays, because they're a week apart, we get to celebrate our birthdays for the entire month. 
I don't know that it's, that makes sense. Yeah, but it's the beginning of our favorite month of the year. Our favorite month. So Dara and I are actually only a week apart for our birthdays. And we are being blessed by Sutton Foster rescheduling her performance at the Grand to my birthday, March 16th. Mm -hmm. So we just got our tickets in the mail today. Um, I know that when I show them to you, Emily, you said that you like to do the email. And I will admit, I find that very convenient, but I just love getting things in the mail. And I figure this is a keepsake. It's for our birthday. Well, it's really fun for boomeranging when you flip the tickets yes. out for the Instagram. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have to do that. We'll have to boomerang. We'll definitely be boomeranging. So we'll be celebrating our birthdays with this um, event at the Grand. And Sutton Foster, many of you know from Younger. She was in the TV show Bunheads. She's been in a number of Broadway shows. And she also was on the Gilmore Girls um, seasons, the Netflix revamp. Yes. Yeah. yeah. With Babette. With Babette. Um, and so with that, we have another... I guess, interesting star who's going to be on the podcast with us today. Um, so I, in our conversations about having this person on, I refer to him as a modern renaissance man. Mm -hmm. So um, we have Mike Michalik, who, you guys, he's just a fascinating person. So he has a degree in chemistry and art history, um, two more undergraduate degrees in art history, criticism, and conservation, and then one in music performance general, which I think means like all of the entrance and voice, not just one of those things. He can tell us all about it. And he also has a master's of music in voice and opera. And then he also works here in Delaware in a number of roles in our arts community. So I just gave Mike this great introduction um, and we already gave our wine and cheese selection for the night a great introduction. But when Mike arrived and we offered him some wine, he had to decline. So I instead gave him the option of several different victory beers I had in the fridge. So local, not quite in Delaware, but maybe one day. Um, but that's what I had on hand. And I think Mike is enjoying his golden monkey. I am. Yes. Thank you. So um, when I offered you the wine, you said no. It hurts my heart. I know. It hurts, it mine hurts too. my heart because you are allergic to grapes. Yes. So tell us how this awful, <laughs> awful thing befell you. I found out in 2014. Um, I thought it was just allergies. I thought it was late in the season in June. I'm thinking, okay, I'm having allergy problems. I went to see my ENT. He put the laryngoscope in and was like, oh, you have acid reflux. And I was like, excuse you? And I didn't know what it was until we were talking about different things, but I don't have normal acid reflux. It's sort of like allergy-induced, if that makes any sense. Um, and I just, by process of elimination, was figuring out triggers, and grapes happened to be one of them, though after being on pretty much every acid reflux medication known to man, I figured out the best cure for it is whiskey. Mm. You know, I'm sad for you, you can no longer have wine, but if whiskey is the cure, it, then whiskey you must drink. Drink I, on. I, I do. Drink on. Yes. Um, you know, Nutmeg also cannot have grapes because yes. she's a dog. Yes. <laughs> um, and so she understands your pain um, a little bit. She much prefers like beef sticks two grapes but but I think if she were a person she would she would care yeah. a little more I'm, I'm glad she can feel my sympathy yeah yeah so um, we also handed you this victory beer and you <laughs> said oh, you know the last time I had this I was not in the US and so tell us 
Tell us about that. So uh, the last time I had one of these, I was in Italy. I was in a small town north of Venice in 2015. I was doing an opera festival up there. And um, a friend from the program, he was saying, oh my gosh, these, this is the best beer ever. And I said, I agree to disagree. But um, not, that, not, not that there's anything wrong with it. I've had some really extraordinary beers, but they've all been European. And, you know, we're in Italy, which, again, I'm, I spent six weeks there and couldn't have wine. It was very sad. But we were close enough to Austria that I had good German beers there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you were drinking Victory beer in Italy. In, in a little restaurant in a small town in Italy where like three people spoke English. And I'm sure they were so proud to have an, this American craft beer on their menu. I mean, they had imported it. They, they did. <laughs> um, they, it, they actually had a lot of surprising imports at this restaurant. Um, I wonder how it got there. Like, is there a story? <laughs> I, I don't know. They only spoke Italian and my Italian improves while well, it's not it's not great, but it's also not bad. It improves with how many beers I have. Now, so. how is your Austrian? Um, my German? Sure. It's pretty much non-existent. Okay, so because because we have this Austrian beer, or Austrian wine, and I, I tried to pronounce the grapes, so I don't know if you can do a better job than I did. Probably. Um, you look confused. I would say Blau Frankish and Zweigelt. Yes, that was oh. much better than my pronunciation. That nice. So thank you, and Pinot Noir. That one I can pronounce. <laughs> oh, I forget I thought that one go for you. I can yeah. pronounce that one. So um, anyway, so Mike can pronounce our Austrian grapes for our wine, and we're enjoying the wine. Mike is enjoying the beer, um, and now I think we're gonna we're gonna really dig into it, and yeah. Mike is gonna give us the skinny. So obviously we've talked about beer, we've talked about wine. Um, you mentioned that when you're in Italy, you're with a music festival. So um, you're involved in a number of organizations in, in the area doing different things with music. Mm -hmm. um, tell us a little bit about yourself. What, what, are you, what are you doing here? What are your interests? That sounded really accusatory. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, the, the way I describe the life of a musician is it is the one field you can go into where everyone else in the world is an expert at your job. Um, which is really kind of a passive-aggressive thing to say, but really... Bra brain surgeons aren't treated that way, though. No. Um, you know, everybody has their opinions of, you know, I, I liked this performance, I didn't like that, but they also feel the need to tell you Oh, this is what you did wrong. Oh, you've studied that. Thank you very much, Mr. Brain Surgeon. Uh, sorry, Dr. Brain Surgeon. Um, but it's... Um, it's rewarding and frustrating at the same time doing music. Uh, you know, as you're starting out into it, it doesn't necessarily pay the bills by saying, I sing, or I play piano, or I play trumpet or something. So, you know, having a day job where I, I work for the Delaware Symphony doing tickets... Um, we, we have a concert coming up the end of March, it's March 22nd, where, um, Leon Fleischer, who is celebrating his 90th year, uh, he's Woo! still, he's still playing, he is, I don't know if he's still teaching down at Peabody in Baltimore, but he's, he's still going, he's, he's the soloist, and we'll also be doing that downstate at Cape Penlopen High School on the 24th. Wow, oh, that is awesome. Well, I hope when I'm 90... I'm still podcasting. And podcasting for students. 
for students. Yeah. I'm teaching podcasting. I'm performing podcasting. Maybe we're live podcasting. Who knows what the future may hold some 60 years <laughs> down the line. But that's so impressive to me. Yeah. So you mentioned um, you do patron relations at Delaware Symphony Orchestra. Um, and then tell us a little bit about your musical background. Exactly what type of music are you interested in? And, um, and how did you I, pursue it? I heard it's general. Music it, performance, well. <laughs> general. Uh, the, yeah, the general came from, that was not word of my choosing. Um, but the that's just from the degree that it's not necessarily specified um, until you well until I started doing the master in voice and opera. I I started playing piano when I was seven, mm -hmm. um, quite a long time ago. When I say that now, uh, wow. And I didn't really start actually studying music. I mean, I, I started, I, obviously I started, I took lessons then, I started taking lessons when I was eight. I started playing trombone when I was in fourth grade. Um, then I just sort of taught myself euphonium and tuba. And as one does. Yeah, as, and saxophone. Um, and just, you know, kind of did that throughout high school. Um, played in marching bands and concert bands in, and sang in choirs when I was in college. Um, I... It's funny that you mentioned the neurosurgeon thing before, because my initial intent was to be an orthopedic surgeon. Clearly, I'm not cutting open anyone's knee right now, so that didn't happen. But um, I, I did enjoy the time I spent doing sciencey things. Right. So as I said, Mike has three bachelor's degrees. I collect them. As one does. Yes, he collects them. I've definitely been at events where I'm at the table and there's a discussion of how many music degrees are sitting at the table. And the average is 2.7 per person. And I contribute zero of those. So Mike is really helping to bring up that average. Yeah. Um, and so his first bachelor's was from Lebanon Valley College mm. in chemistry and art Lebanon. history. Lebanon. 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 Okay. Lebanon country. Okay, I will get this right in the future. So Lebanon yes. Valley College. Um, and so that's where you did science-y things, yes. but also artsy things because art history. I did. Um, and my cousin actually went there and did the music major oh, education really? route. Um, and she's actually a band director down in uh, Maryland in Cecil County now. So I have been there for many a concert. Yes, it's, it's um, quite a nice place. And then you have two bachelor's degrees, art history, criticism, and conservation. So you continued sort of that art history side of things, um, which Dara, I think, especially loves when we get the chance to talk with artists and people who feel passionately mm. about um, art in the... I want to use the right right terminology, but in that media where you're talking about paintings or drawings, that kind of thing, um, what you would see at an art museum compared to a performance artist, um, which is your other bachelor's degree from Delaware, yes. which was media performance. And then, like I said, you have this master's in voice and opera. So you just walked us through all of the instruments you <laughs> apparently taught yourself to play, as one does. Yeah, um, everyone does. And you also sing, which yeah. I have to be honest with you, I had no idea until today. Really? Yes. Oh. I've never heard you sing. Oh. Um, it's, as I have a friend who always says, uh, it's loud. <laughs> okay, what voice part do you sing? I sing baritone. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Do you sing in the shower? No. Okay. No, because in Pennsylvania, um, 
growing up there uh, and going to undergrad there, it is actually legal in Pennsylvania to sing in the shower. It's one of the blue laws that has never been repealed. R wait, really? I'm not. I'm not making that up. You can actually. I, you can Google that. You can look it up. I whatever. only believe you because you have so many degrees. No, it's actually true. And one of he them is a scholar. <laughs> I, he is yes. a scholar. Um, so I went to college in Pennsylvania, and I have to be honest with you, definitely sang in the shower <laughs> oh, while wow. I was you, there. You could have been arrested for that. Uh, uh, I'm so, I also, I also lived at a brothel, so, you know, well, it, it's a tough life being me. You're just know, breaking laws time, all over you know. the place. I, I actually, um, my senior year there, one of my roommates used to sing in the shower, and just, I, I used to give him, he's from New Jersey, and I used to give him a hard time, and I'd pound him on the door, I'd be like, stop singing in the shower, you're breaking the law! <laughs> I think that would be terrifying. I feel like I feel like it would be worth it to get like just just like a, on Amazon. I'm sure you can buy like a little red and blue flashing lights. You could like flash it outside the window and like play siren sounds on YouTube. Oh, this this is a great prank. I'm gonna. And see, all of this was before like we had iPhone. The iPhone came out in 2000s. Gosh, I feel old saying this. The iPhone came out in 2007. I remember one of my friends had it and would not let her out of my sight. Would not let, strike that, reverse it, would not let me out of her sight, there we go, when I was holding it because she was afraid I was going to steal it. And Ugh. now I'm like, oh, iPhone, well. So you could take I'm it an and Android then, kind of guy, but. Like sing in the shower with it? Is that? Oh, no, like there's, there was no way of recording me doing that. Oh, or, yes. Oh, we yeah. lived, it, I mean, it has been more than a decade. Mm -hmm. This is true. Yeah. That's... How the world changes so quickly. Okay, you're not singing in the shower, but can you tell us um, what kind of music you are performing for the public? Um, most Perfectly legally. <laughs> yes, yes. Now that we know we can sing in the shower, um, I know that you are um, a great organist. I've heard, I believe I've heard you play, and I definitely have heard people rave about your play. Oh, wow. Uh, they're, they're, they're too kind. Um, thank you to those who do that. Um... Most recently, I will give a shout out to my friends at Wilmington Concert Opera. I sang with them as part of their Seven Deadly Sins Gala. Ooh, Ooh we had not was, heard about this. Tell us more. Two weeks ago, they had that. Uh, we were up in Swarthmore, and then we were at Grace United Methodist. Um, that's the Green Church downtown. Mm -hmm. um, and it was it was a really fun program where you know you are singing these pieces that you wouldn't normally have on a concert. Um, I was typecast as a baritone singing about greed and lust. Very fitting. You know, it's life. Um, it's also, it's opera. But it, it was a really great program and a lot of fun, and they're really, really great singers they have for that. I think, um, I will admit, I've only sort of dabbled in like seeing oper operatic performances, opera, operatic performances. Mm -hmm. um, but often when I check them out, and even like hearing um, from Emily about um, what her various musician friends are doing, I'm really impressed with the um, like the the performances that they pull together, like the themes that they have. Um, that I think a lot of times people think like, oh, I'm gonna go and we're gonna listen to this seventh, sixteenth, seventeenth century composer, and it's gonna be. But there's not there's always is something Bach. sort of yeah. Not everything is Bach, and there's usually some sort of catch that's tying it all together. Right. We talk a lot about um, encouraging people to sort of seek out the performances we have here because we have such high quality performances, both in the performers, often in the production, um, but also just the breadth of what is performed in Delaware. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people don't really think about the extent 
of music and their performances and what you can experience. So I love that you were able to do the Seven Deadly Sins yeah. opera. I think that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was that was definitely something I I would not have thought about, but um, the the person who put it together, who runs the company, I mean, my friend Kirsten, who does that, she's it was brilliantly done, mm -hmm. and everything just it just fit. It worked. Yeah, is there um, a certain piece you'd like to perform or is there like if you could organize a, a concert what would it look like um sound like oh i don't know a concert i don't know i mean piece i would like to perform um it's it's this makes sense to people in the opera world it's um it's called Wozzeck. it was by alban berg who was a student of arnold schoenberg he is the one who really started the atonal movement in music um and Wozzeck is not what people would think is a dream role. Um, I, I saw it a few years ago at the Met uh, with Thomas Hampson and Debbie Voigt, and it was, I thought it was awesome. It's actually based on a Polish play, Wojciech, where it's, it's seven scenes, I believe. And I did read something that you can, or it has been done at least, not necessarily that you can, but you can do the scenes in any order they're not necessarily, I don't know if they're, I shouldn't say they're not, I don't know if they're necessarily meant to go in that order, but the night of a performance, people would draw cards oh. out of a hat, so to speak. and So every performance is unique and different. Have, yeah. Wow. I mean, it, it, the story is, is, is quite morbid, actually. Um, because, you know, it's opera. Votek, he, he, goes, he, he goes insane um, to be As many great it. artists do. He, well... All great artists are insane. I think all great people are insane. <laughs> that's, I would not disagree. That, but that's what makes life fun. But uh, Wozzeck, he, um, he is with Marie. Um, they're not officially married. They call her his common law wife. I guess they've been together for X amount of years, and it makes it a thing. And she has a son... And he eventually, he, he stabs her to death and throws a knife. As one does. Well, that's opera. That's, that's basically it. In opera, you need to know someone's going to die. They're probably going to be stabbed. And the death scene is going to take at least 15 minutes with the person coming back to life at least once or twice. And that's all you need to know about opera. That, yeah, that and, you know, great singing. Um, this, this particular one, though, isn't really necessarily singing as you would think. It's not real pretty, but... Um, it, I don't know, it, it's something that it's, for whatever reason, I've always just been drawn to. Maybe it's knowing the Polish story and my mm -hmm. Polish heritage coming through. Well, it sounds very exciting, and I, I think if ever there was a reason to go to an opera, it would be to see a story as dramatic as that. I do love opera. I love... Um, I love soaps. I'm not home during the day, so I don't watch them, but I love like the primetime soaps. And let me tell you, every time I do go to the opera, which, which I like to do regularly, I have friends who are part of Opera Delaware, so I like to go check it out when they're at the Grand. You get to dress up. Um, I'm usually the youngest one there, so that's like a, like a good mood booster. Um, yes. They have wine, <laughs> they have snacks, like all my favorite things. So I do like going to the opera, and, and when I go, it's, it feels so dramatic, and it's it's even more so because you have all of the um, the pit is playing, and, and they're telling you how to feel, and I don't speak any of the languages of any of the operas. 
I think we've discussed this in this episode that I can barely pronounce the grapes in my wine. <laughs> so I definitely cannot understand any of the language um, in the opera, but I love that the musicians, I mean, obviously the vocalists, the singers, um, but everyone else, they're, they're sort of helping you to experience it and, and understand how you should feel. And I love that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you necessarily have to uh, speak the language. I can look at German and kind of pronounce it. Um, uh, clearly much better than I. <laughs> and there's probably, there may be people listening to this that are like, oh, that's not how you say those words. You don't know anything you're talking about. Well, okay. Um, I, I it, When I was in, U, in UD Corral and we were in Germany, uh, one of my best friends, would all, we would go places and he would always point to me to talk at whoever was there. And I would just look at them and say, mein Deutsches nicht gut and point at him, and he would speak perfect German, and they'd look at us like, what, what, why was that one talking? What? <laughs> Wait, so what does that mean? Translate for us. I don't My German, German is not good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to say speak. <laughs> it's, it's just not good. It's just, it's just bad. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I totally understand. My, my Spanish is passable. I can mm-hmm. order food. I usually know what the food is. I can ask you what time it is, when the bus is coming. Oh. Um, what you did last school year. I can also discuss a lot of hobbies and activities like swimming and playing the guitar. So that's that's like the extent of my Spanish, but you can travel and buy things with that. So you can. It it gets me by. Yeah. I when I was in Poland two summers ago, um, meeting family, the I, I really I, I learned how to say the important words, you know, uh which is Good morning, hello. Um, Votse, bathroom. Very important in every language. Uh, pivo, beer, wódka, vodka, you know. Got that one. The, the important ones. I did not know you knew so much Polish. Wodka? Yeah. Who knew? Dara, the Irishman. I am also Polish. But That's true. Anyway, um, well, all of this international travel, when we, when we have some things to talk about when it comes to Delaware, um, oh. We were talking a bit about um, opera and getting to know opera, and I noticed on, I was looking you up, Mike, um, I noticed on the Delaware Symphony Orchestra, there's like a FAQ page, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if this relates to your job, but it's like, there are questions about like, what do I wear, Mm -hmm. and like, what if it's my first time coming, and like, what if I lose my tickets, Um, which I think are all... They're kind of like your basic but really good questions for your first time going. Yeah. Good, good FAQs, if you will. FAQs. Or they're good FAQs if you are a regular concert goer and you lose your tickets. A lot of people call me for that. <laughs> also important. Yeah, so what, um, what do you find people are curious about when they're preparing to come to a performance? Because I think one of the things we try to do with the podcast is like, you know, get people out of their comfort zone or maybe try something that they haven't tried before. Um, or like understand something that they maybe wouldn't have considered going to before. So what are like those questions that you get? Uh, the, honestly, the biggest one is, and I think of this too, if I'm going to a place where I've never been, where do you park? Mm-hmm. And probably the second one is where can I eat? So fortunately for Wilmington, Market Street has a lot of great restaurants. Parking is pretty convenient there, but you know, people will also ask too, you know, what should I wear? Or what about this? What about that? You know, I always say wear something that's comfortable. Um, you can dress up as much as you want. There are people who, you know, they 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 can come in jeans if they like. That's 
that's okay. The, the lights are out during the performance, and believe me, none of the people on stage will be judging you. Um, there will be some people in, well, there, you'll see varying degrees of dress anywhere you go, but it's just, I think it's important that you enjoy the performance, and as long as you're comfortable with what you're doing, that's what's really going to matter. So you mentioned um, great restaurants on Market Street. Can you tell mm -hmm. us some of your favorites? Um, I, you know, since we were talking about the beer before, I'll give a shout out to Stitch House. Um, they they make some great beers, and I like how they always have a changing menu with their beers, and they have some good standard ones. Chelsea Tavern, you can't go wrong with because it's literally across the street from the Grand. Um, Ernst and Scott also, which is just a few blocks away. There's uh, Bardea, which I have not been to, but I have heard very good things about. I have said very good things. Ah, okay. Same here. So, same here. Yeah, there, there are quite a few. Um, and the, the great thing about going to performances, you know, whether it's at the Playhouse, uh, going to see a musical, or any other show at the Grand, or the Symphony, the Opera even at the Grand, there are... Um, the restaurants in Wilmington do, I guess you can call it a deal, where you can show them some, not all of them, so don't take my word for this, <laughs> but uh, some of them will do a thing where you can show them your tickets and they'll give you a discount on your meal for the show night. Yes, and that is true when the choir school does events as well. You guys know I um, recently joined the board of the choir school. I'm pretty involved in those events. Mike gets roped into helping out often on the production side with our gala. I expect you'll be getting your phone call soon. <laughs> it's usually just a, hey, this is when, this is where. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll give you the save the day before you leave tonight. Oh, that would be good, yeah. But, you know, our intern, Nutmeg, she was looking at the list of FAQs and she saw one missing, which was, I'd like to bring my dog to the performance. Who do I talk to? Oh. Um, because Nutmeg, she also loves music. You know, that's that's a really, that's a fantastic question and it's not something I'd thought about and I will investigate that further. Look into that for her because she's, while she's the intern, she's the most demanding one in the room. Well, someone has to be. It's a dirty job, but really someone does have to do it. And it's funny you mentioned that because uh, last season I was at Opera Philadelphia and there was someone who had um, a service dog with him and it, it was a German Shepherd and very noticeable, about three of Nutmeg. Uh, yes, Nutmeg, I, I, unfortunately I do not think that Nutmeg could pass as a service dog. Um, in fact, it has been suggested Nutmeg needs an emotional support animal. <laughs> so I, I really don't think she'll be attending the opera, but she will be feeling left out because we all enjoy a good concert at the Grand. Yes. I don't think we covered um, whether or not you were a native Delawarean. I think that you came here for school and work. Is that right? Yes. I am a transplant from Northeastern PA, um, and I'll, I'll bring it back to the beer thing. There's quite a theme going on here with that, which is... As anyone who knows me can tell you that alcohol seems to be a theme in my life. Um, That's okay, because I think our most popular episode remains the one where we talked about beer, so this one could be wedging that one out. It well, is our hey. most popular, and we love to talk wine and beer, and to potential small businesses in the area who sell wine and beer, we are always open to sponsorships, mm, where we will yes. drink your wine or beer and talk about it. I, and I will, I will be more than happy to do any reviews on beers. Um, I did a beer blog two summers ago. I decided I was going to do that. Um, some of them consisted of me 
just ranting. Okay, they were all me just ranting about things. Uh, some of them also consisted of me drinking a large amount of beer on an empty stomach, and, well, you can imagine how they progress. But the funny thing is people in my church choir actually would read them, and they say, oh, hey, I read that post from last night. That one was funny. I was like, oh, please don't bring that up. <laughs> and what is the URL for our listeners? Is your beer blog still oh, around? Oh, no. <laughs> inactive. 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 Maybe I'll have to resurrect that. You I was, should resurrect it. Let us know. We'll tweet about it. You know what? Um, what here's what we can do. We, I can then bring that back. If anyone listening has any recommendations of beers to drink and write a review on them, I will do that. We'll definitely let you know. We have so many great um, craft breweries now in Delaware, especially in the Wilmington area, um, mm-hmm. with Stitch House opening, Wilmington Brew Works, Belfont. Yes. Mm-hmm. We have so many great options. So I think um, based on how much our listeners love our beer episode, yeah, I feel like they'd be really into this. They're and we, we're always open to partnerships where we, could, we can syndicate <laughs> blog posts, if you will. Um, we're always excited to partner with local writers and enthusiasts of any kind. Mm-hmm. But you were saying, so coming from Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. did, oh. was that background did that you were just in a, in a great beer area? Um, Yingling is brewed in Pottsville, PA. I am from Freckville, PA. And so Yingling, the home of Yingling is like 10 minutes from my parents' house. Mm. How about that? And the first time I came to Delaware, I... And I ordered a beer. I was at Timothy's in Newark. And I, the bartender says to me, oh, what would you like? I said, I'll have a lager. And he, he said, what kind? And I'm like, what, what do you mean what kind? I just about jumped over the bar and tackled the guy. Because at home, if you say lager... You mean Yingling. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there is no other option. No. That, I that's, understand. Yeah. I understand. I feel the same way, actually. Um, which I think was influenced by my time in, in Central Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah. it's it's yeah. the thing to do. Okay, so you did talk about your church choir, mm-hmm. and I believe you direct your church choir because you are a music director. So tell us, tell us about that role because clearly you wear many hats. I, I do any given day. Um, it was so we mentioned the choir school before. Um, Arion Harley. It was his previous gig, and he recommended me to it, for which I am very grateful. I, I have I have a great group, and I like to think. Um, the choir at Hope Lutheran Church is the best choir in Newcastle. Um, not that I'm throwing completely shade. unbiased. Not not that I'm throwing shade or any bias at my colleagues who are all wonderful people and very talented. But um, we we have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have a fun group. Now, where but, is Hope Lutheran located, just for our listeners? That is outside of Old Newcastle. It is about a mile and a half west of. 13. Okay. Right on 273. Okay. So it's in that Newcastle area. Yes. Okay. But um, I, I have to honestly say I've really learned a lot being a music director at church. I, I, okay, going back to the teaching yourself instruments, when I was in high school, I decided I was going to learn how to play organ, and I did at my church. Which I think many would say is one of the more difficult instruments because you got the pedals, you got multiple keyboards going on. Um, We've had my mother on the podcast a couple of times Mm -hmm. now, and um, there are several moments in her life that she realized she is not meant to be a musician. (laughs) And one of them is when she was about um, six, seven, eight years old, and she would go down the street to the church organist's house, and she would take lessons once a week. And after a year, the church organist told my grandmother 
that it was not Christian to take her money because my mother would never learn to play the organ. And I like to think that part of it is that the organ is a little more difficult than other instruments. It, it, it is. I mean, you know, you have usually two keyboards and then a full keyboard for your feet, for the pedals. Um, Which is just crazy to me. You have a bunch of different voices it makes and knowing when to use them for what and why and how. Um, but part of the reason I in enjoy it is that who in their right mind would invent something like that? That's true. That's a, that's a great that's, question. We don't ask that question enough. That no. we, we don't. In, in, as a society in general, I mean... For art. For, yeah. for a lot of... For art, for science, for many things, we just don't ask that question a lot. And, and I will give another shout out to um, friends at the Dickinson Theater Organ Society. Which, if you've not gone to one of their concerts, they have one coming up March 16th. Um, I, I highly recommend going. I actually played piano for their, their Christmas show this year, and it was, it was a lot of fun. And that organ is really... it's a treasure. I mean... I just... so for a lot of people, because they just don't even know what we're talking about, uh, the yes. Dickinson Theater Organ Society, did mm -hmm. I get all that right? Um, so they hold concerts periodically at Dickinson High School. Yes. Right? Yeah. So my mother actually takes my grandfather. He loves the organ. Um, so she goes, she picks him up, she drops him at the curb, she parks the car, she comes in. It seems that a lot of people get dropped at the curb because yes. it does tend to be um, an event for the older crowd. Yeah. Um, and so it's really nice. I believe it's free they, or low um, cost. They, yes, they're low cost. Some of them are free. Um, it's, you know, it, it, it is it is for the older crowd, like you said, but, well. But it's a, but it's a great organ concert, I think, it, it um, for those who maybe haven't had a lot of exposure to the organ or just want to have a, you know, a nice night out in Pike Creek, you can mm -hmm. go to Dickinson, you can go to these concerts, and I don't know how frequently they are. I feel like every couple of months every there's one months. going on. Yeah. Um, so that's a great way for you at a low cost to experience the art we have in our community. Yeah, it's it, it, it's something that's really you you won't find you'll find that in very few places. I mean, you know, you can the want to make your organ is probably the most famous one um, at Macy's in Philly, but the the quality of the instrument, the quality of the players they bring in is really it's really quite something, and it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, the last concert they had last month in January. It was, there was something there for everybody. There was from silent films to Bohemian Rhapsody and a Queen medley. Oh, which everybody, <laughs> if you haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody, it was so good. You will be reintroduced to all of the great music Queen created from so many different genres and inspirations. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just... There was so much Queen in my workout today, and I loved it. Queen is probably my favorite band. I I was hoping that maybe like the musical gods would like see fitting to bookend my driving experiences, but they did not. But it was okay. So on the way over here tonight, I heard Queen on the radio. Mm -hmm. But on the way when I was leaving here last time we were recording, I heard George Thorogood, and you know. He is from Delaware. He is, and I felt mm. I felt like the George radio Thurman knew. The Delaware Destroyers. Mm. The radio knew that I had just come from recording the podcast. They they do that. It's the universe saying, "I know what you need, and here it is." Yeah, 
It's true. It's true. Um, we're so lucky. You know, we talk about, obviously, like, the great performances we have, the breadth of performances that we're able to access here in Delaware, um, and, and the great performers we produce in Delaware, both at the local and, you know, international scale. Mm-hmm. So, um, you, told, you told that story earlier about um, ordering your first beer at Timothy's and, and getting... <laughs> Getting yeah. sort of the wrong thing. And I'm wondering if there's a way to sort of like flip that question, because that's sort of like a Pennsylvania thing translating to Delaware. I'm wondering since being here, are there any like Delaware-isms you've picked up on? Oh, that's that's a good question. Um, I don't... Th- there's nothing that really stands out. Um, I, I try not to necessarily pick that up. Pick up uh, mm-hmm. any any local things too much. I mean, that I may do. I, I do drive in the left lane more than I should. Um, <laughs> no, no. Here is the thing about that, though. In driver's ed, I was taught, and not I assumed, I'm telling you, I was taught that you drive in the left lane if you want to go faster than the people are going in the right lane. Yes. It was not until I was out of college, a complete adult, that I was told, no, no, you were supposed <laughs> to get in the left lane to pass, and then you get back in the right lane. I oh, yeah, it's only for passing. Oh, yeah, I, didn't know I thought you that. meant the passing thing when you first said that. No, no, you just drive, because you want to go faster, the lane so you just of stay. High speed travel. Correct. You Ooh. just stay in, like, how 95 has, like, five lanes, I thought, like, the faster you want to go, the farther left you get. Oh, I wish people on 95 understood that. I mean, I feel like that's partially how it should work, but also now I know that that's also partially illegal. Well, I mean, you, well, yeah, and well, not really in, in, in Delaware. That's not a thing. It's also not in Maryland either. You can just kind of truck along at whatever speed. Well, I mean, legally you can't. Like legally, therefore passing, not for just going right. faster. Right. Right. Oh yeah, we're not the autobahn. Yeah, here. <laughs> we're not the. Autobahn. We're so. talking a lot about Europe. Well, maybe we need to do like a Lord de Loire episode maybe so we can pull in some european influence there's no shortage of ideas europe is great um we can wrap up we can yeah we're at 54 so we have talked about so many great delaware things um mike as an organist mike as an opera singer Mike as a Delaware transplant, a music director, um, so many things. And we were so lucky to have him with us tonight to chat about his grape allergy, experiencing local beers in Italy. Um, You know, we love when we get people um, who come and record with us because we just never know what kind of stories are going to come out or where the interview, if you even want to call them that, I love to call them conversations, will lead. And so I feel like we were blessed with so many different great topics tonight. And I, I hope that we've, I think we've left people with a couple ideas of like range of, um, of costs that like we have things that are free or low cost that you can get to if you're in Pike Creek or, um, you know, maybe you do want to do the whole night out of like drive into the city, have dinner on Market Street, then go to the Grand. So I think they're like, there's like a, a pick your own adventure and budget situation happening here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think the whole state offers pick your own adventure and budget. <laughs> and I love that you called it that. And we're going to use that so much in the future. That, that's a great tagline. Um, <laughs> so with that, Dee, let's, let's give our listeners a few things we have coming up. 
Um, well, we've already, we've already talked about Sutton Foster coming up. Um, but before that, there were a couple events that we've heard about. Um, and this is something where I actually think I, ho- I overheard one of my coworkers making a reservation for it. And then you, like, texted me the same day and was like, have you heard about this thing happening? Um, but Mickey Motos is doing a Learn to Roll Sushi Night um, that's coming up on March 6th. Um, and it is like, it's a sushi 101 class. So you learn to make the sushi and then you eat the sushi. Um, it's $50. So I think that it's one of those things that's maybe on our list and we'll try to do it at some point. But uh, right now our, our big ticket item is Sutton. Yes. Um, I love sushi. I took a sushi 101 class when I was in college because there was a guy on my hall who one day we came home and he was just in the hall kitchen rolling sushi. And so we decided we'll make it a hall event. And so we started rolling sushi on Fridays. Um, I thought you'd taken an official class. No, I mean, I'm sure it was an no. official class in his eyes. Matt just taught us to roll. I, I'm very good at rolling sushi now. I know. I thought you'd taken a class. A real? No. no. That, um, so anyway, so I, I like to think I'm intermediate at rolling sushi. Okay. I have not yet reached advanced, but intermediate. Um, and Mickey Motos used to do this regularly, and then, you know, we went through several changes of management because mm-hmm. now Mickey Motos is owned by Big Fish Restaurant Group, and so they're reintroducing their Sushi 101 series, and so we're very excited that people will get a chance to experience Mickey Motos, check out Rolling Sushi, um, and all that stuff. So I'm excited for that. We also have this coming weekend... Um, the Junior League of Wilmington, which is an awesome organization, they partner with the choir school to offer some great after-school activities, and they do so much within our community in general. But they are hosting the Women's Leadership Summit this Saturday, March 2nd. Um, I can't go this year. I'm actually going to be at an environmental fellowship conference. So I'm going to be doing that. But I did attend last year, and they do a great job of having various women um both who are their own, own their own business and others who are part of larger, more corporate structures um, come in. They have various panels, sessions, um, all kinds of things. And so I actually learned when I was there last year that uh, Elisa Morkaitis of um, Brouhaha, so she owns the Brouhaha chains, she actually went to Bucknell and got a degree in chemical engineering. So it sort of reminded me that we're linked because we both went to Bucknell, but that you can always get a degree in one thing, like chemistry. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it turns out you're actually an organist and opera singer like Mike here. So it's a good reminder that you can always pursue your passion and figure out how to um, live your life that way. Yeah, and I think last year when you went to it, um, it was actually shortly like a month or two before we launched the podcast. So I think you maybe either picked up some ideas there for like guests or like what you'd like the podcast to look like. Yes, it was definitely a good inspiration for me. Um, Mostly that even though I'm an engineer by day, Mm -hmm. um, I can be a podcaster by night. Mm -hmm. And so it was a good reminder that you can pursue multiple career paths all at the same time and different things. So I love that. Um, And then I want to touch on this because we get asked a lot, both by listeners, by friends and family. Um, We have some exciting news pieces that have already come out and are coming up um, about us and the podcast. But a lot of people ask us where we get our ideas for events and things we're going to attend. So where do we hear about performances? Where do we hear about events? Where do we just, where do we find out our news? And so, um, We like to give you guys, we actually both do both of these things, I think, but we like to give you guys sort of which one of us leans more heavily toward each thing. So 
I actually um, follow a lot of organizations on Facebook and Instagram, and I especially love Facebook for um, restaurants and um, like the Delaware Nature Society and museums because they do a lot of creating a Facebook event for their events. Mm -hmm. So Sushi 101, I saw on Facebook, it was a Facebook event. And then this event, which is called The Wedge, The Ark, and The Horn, is actually sort of a nature hike put on by White Clay Creek State Park. And so they actually brought in some historians. So you're going to go out, take a nature hike to the monument that signifies the three... Um, where the three states meet at the wedge and they're going to talk about the history of the wedge and the outlaws and this is something you and I have talked about on and off for the last decade and a half I would say um, I just find the wedge to be like just a fascinating um, part of Delaware and it's actually something I believe we talked about on our episode with Jen we mentioned her earlier but back in October so you can always go back and listen to that or just do a quick google the wedge Delaware and there's all kinds of interesting historical information available there mm -hmm. yeah and then we've talked um like in the past couple weeks I've, I've texted you and been like oh my god there's this I just got this email about this crazy deal um I got an email alert about 99 cent tickets um to a weekend concert. It was an Irish rock band at the Grand. Unfortunately, I couldn't go. And then um, we got our Sutton Foster tickets when I got an email alert that they were 25% off for President's Day. Yeah, we're honestly, we're so blessed because our venues are able to offer these great deals. And to be honest, you're not going to find that in larger cities. Um, it's pretty rare that you're going to be in Philly or New York and you're going to get those major venues emailing you that tickets are 25% off today only because they don't need to sell them at 25% off. They know that they're gonna book and they're gonna sell out. Um, whereas in Wilmington, they always wanna be bringing new patrons in and be exciting you about coming to these performances that you maybe wouldn't normally have chosen. And so um, we were excited because including our fees, I think our tickets for Sutton Foster were $40, um, which is a great price and we were really excited to be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, so Mike, do you have, you've teased a lot of great little tidbits for us. Um, anything that you're personally looking forward to or anything you'd like to pitch to our listeners? Um, just pitching the arts in general. Mm -hmm. Uh, there, we, like you, you both said, you know, there's a lot of really great opportunities in Delaware. You have art museums, you have hikes, which... Personally, they sound terrible to me for the wedge, but that's that's very that's really interesting. That's something really fun. Um, you know, there's a lot of concert venues. There's a lot of performing arts, visual arts, and you should. I think everybody should check them out. So, just to sort of wrap up what you gave us throughout the episode, though, you said Dickinson, mm -hmm. uh, the organ, the or Dickinson Organ Group. Um, so they have a concert coming up. We'll make sure to link that. March and 16th. then March sixteenth. Yep. So on my birthday, so everyone can celebrate by listening to some great organ. And then Delaware Symphony Orchestra had um, an event coming up on the the following weekend, the twenty second in in Wilmington at the Grand. Mm -hmm. Then the twenty fourth in Lewis. So that's a Friday and a Sunday and obviously we always link everything for you guys. So if you have any questions, you can go to our website www.delladarling.com. All of the show notes and links that we talk about in the episode appear there. So with that, we'll say goodbye and talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Della Darling podcast. If you want to follow us on social media, we are at Della Darling Pod on Instagram and Twitter and the Della Darling on Facebook.